So Money Episode 268, Kate Flanders. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Hey everyone, welcome back to So Money. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. You're not going to believe what my guest today is doing. She is actually on a spending freeze. Yeah, a spending cleanse. I've gone on the juice cleanse unsuccessfully. The idea of actually not spending any money on wants and things that I happen to desire throughout the day, whether it's a coffee or a cab ride, well, it would be very difficult for me as I think it would be for a lot of people. And Kate is living, breathing experiment of this and she has been making headlines I've known Kate for some time. She's an avid blogger and very active in the personal finance community. She runs the blog Blonde on a Budget. Uh, But she recently made new headlines with this spending freeze that she was embarking on, which she actually started last year. And so I thought, you know what, let's get her on the show because I want to know how this cleanse is going. Does it work? Can it work? How can we all learn from this and maybe take some of the lessons into our own lives? A little bit more about Kate. So she's the creator of the blog Blonde on a Budget, which she started in 2010 as a way to document her own journey to get out of debt. And after paying off about $30,000 of debt, she decided to adopt a very minimalist lifestyle. She got rid of 75% of her belongings. And she is, as I said, currently undergoing a two-year shopping ban. She's become very passionate about helping others create budgets that align with their goals and values while also teaching others to overcome consumerism tendencies. Her story has been featured in Forbes, Huffington Post, Yahoo Finance, among many others. During our conversation, we learn why she decided to go on the spending cleanse. I mean, look, you're out of debt. You've already gotten rid of 75% of your stuff. Why go to this extreme? Her moments of weakness, she's had some. And when she cheated. And yes, how you can follow in her footsteps as well. Here we go. Here is Kate Flanders. Kate Flanders. Welcome to So Money. I think you're my first guest who has admittedly gone on a financial cleanse. You're still in it. Can't wait to talk to you. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, let's go back to when this all started. July 2014, you decided as creator of the blog Blonde on a Budget and a very active financial blogger that you were going to go on a just a cleanse. You were going to stop spending altogether to keep a real minimal lifestyle. Why did this come about and uh, how's it going? (laughs) Okay, so it it sort of came about for two reasons. One, obviously the financial side is that I was, something that people keep getting confused is they think that I did the spending cleanse because I needed to get out of debt, but I was actually already debt-free at this point. It's just that in the year that followed, like my first year of being debt-free, I wasn't really getting anywhere with my savings goals. And it never sat right with me because when I was paying down my debt, 
I, you know, there were months where I was allocating upwards of like 50 to 55% of my income towards debt repayment. And then I was living a debt free life. For some reason, most months I was saving maybe like 8% of my income. So I'd totally let lifestyle inflation creep in. Um, And not even so much that I was shopping a ton, but I just, you know, was going out more, traveling more, just doing stuff. And I wasn't I was I was putting savings last when it should have been the first thing that I did when I got paid. So financially I did it because I wanted to focus on saving more money. And then not shopping also came from like you said like I kind of looked around my apartment one day and and realized I couldn't find it's such a weird story. I couldn't find my can opener. And I'm one person living alone in a one-bedroom apartment, and I didn't, like, I'm already really neat and tidy, so the fact that I couldn't find a can opener really bothered me. <laughs> and so then I started, like, going through my drawers and looking for things and and realized, like, I couldn't find a few other things that I was looking for, and my drawers were just kind of, like, filled with stuff. Then I started, like, looking in closets, and I had all these boxes, and I'm like, what is even in these boxes? Like, I've moved so many times over the past few years, and, and I, I just keep bringing these boxes with me everywhere, but I don't even know what's inside of them. And so when I started looking at everything I owned, I realized to kind of coincide with you know, saving more money, I actually had a ton of stuff that I could use up before buying anything else. So weird things, I don't know, I don't know if all girls do this, I seemed to do it in the past. I owned, I think, like eight bottles of lotion or something. And <laughs> well, when you go to, oh gosh, Bath and Body Works, you oh, can't totally. just, they, they encourage you, they're like, buy two, get seven free, you know, so <laughs> you just, you buy the two because that's, they want to get rid of inventory. And so you're the sucker who does it. I've been yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and actually, Bath and Body Works is a good example for me because I also um, bought candles all the time. Uh, and so I just had tons of stuff that I could just use up. So I realized, you know, I wanted to attempt to not shop for a year, try and use up everything I already had and, uh, and see what happened. So I really want to envision this. So you're living in a one bedroom apartment and you've got all these candles, all these lotions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to really figure this out. In your attempt to not spend any money, what were the steps that you took? Like what kind of inventory did you take? Um, Did you plan out, okay, I need to eat. I need to get to work. I need to pay my rent. So you obviously were paying for some things. How much did you save off the back? Because I know when you go on like a real cleanse, like for a diet, you lose like 10 pounds the first week. Yeah, I would say actually, Actually, for me, um, I spent the first two months, you kind of mentioned the inventory thing. I spent the first two months really focusing more on all the stuff that was in my home. Um, and so what I actually did, and and not everyone has to do this, but I actually went through, I went through every room. So I, you know, I'd pick like my bedroom and I would completely empty my closet, my dresser drawers, um, and I would put everything on the floor, all over the bed and I would pick what I was going to keep based on what I actually used often or like really, really loved and used occasionally. Um, And then I got rid of everything else. And so what that did is uh, it it gave me this like visual in my mind all the time. Like if I ever felt like spending money, I could look kind of at everything or look back at everything I'd gotten rid of and the things that I did still own. And I knew I didn't need more. So like I would always get these cravings to buy books. But I knew I had probably like 45 to 50 books on my shelves that I hadn't even read yet. So I would I would think about it and be like, oh yeah, I really want to read that book. I'm like, but 
I own like so many that I've never even touched yet. So it was a good reminder for me to not shop. So that was something that that I focused on in the beginning. So savings, I mean, in the first couple months, yeah, it, it was nice. I would say I didn't feel like I'd gotten far until probably halfway through because then, you know, you have a few thousand dollars in your bank account that you didn't have before. Whereas when it's just kind of hundreds, not that it's not motivating, but there's something weird about having a few thousand dollars where you're like, okay, no, I don't want anyone to touch that money. And it just feels like a little more important than a few hundred dollars. So, so, so yeah. many questions still. I'm, you're, yeah, you're leaving yeah. me wanting more, Kate. I want to know, <laughs> I want to know, one, how much you've been managed to save up to this point uh, because of this spending diet. And then I also want to know, now that you've been doing this for about over a year with another I don't know, eight months left to go. What's been your biggest learning lessons? I mean, certainly along the way, you've discovered things about yourself, discovered things about how you see money. And we're going to get to that in a second. Okay. So since July 2014, I've probably saved just under 20,000 Canadian, which is, it's just incredible for me to think about again, because if we look back and like I was saying, like there were months before where I was saving, you know, 8% of my income, 20% or $20,000 is obviously a lot more than 8% of my income now. So yeah, I've probably stayed around that much. I understand you might have a book deal in the process because of this. So uh, not to uh, break the news on the show here, but you know, your story has gone viral a bit on Forbes and various other news outlets. And that's how actually I learned about this. I read about you, uh, at least this aspect of your life. I've known about you for in your work for years, but this particular journey was uh, very exciting to learn more about. When you go to write that book, what are going to be the lessons that you're going to share for others so that they can hopefully follow in your footsteps? I'm sort of still working out, I guess, what the lessons would be. I would say a a big one in general is that I've paid so much attention. Like when you're not able to shop, like when you put like sort of this restriction on yourself, you really realize how much of the spending we do is habitual. So it's habits that we have created over many, many, many years, like since the time we got our first paychecks. And so I've, I've realized how many habits I had around spending that I did not have habits around savings. A big one for me would that was also tough to give up aside from books was takeout coffee, which sounds, I don't know, maybe silly or frivolous. But I used to get takeout coffee every single day. And when I was not able to do that anymore, I realized like I, I had habits as silly as just like, today I'm too tired, so I'm going to go downstairs and get a coffee instead. Like, what does that even mean? How are you too right. tired to make coffee? Or, you know, I would reward myself with with stuff. So I would think, today I'm running errands. Like, errands are boring, so I'm going to get a latte. And, and you don't realize that this is the way you think until you're not allowed to do it and you're kind of faced with it. Honestly, like, people ask me about the shopping ban all the time and, and say, like, you know, a year seems like too much. And I'm like, start with, like, 30 days. Like, if you started with 30 days, and, and you can set the rules for yourself, like, everyone's everyone's again habits are different so that you would know more than uh, anyone around you what maybe the one or two things you should really give up are and um, like I knew it was books and and takeout coffee for me so they had to be on the list of things I was not allowed to spend money on um, and so try it for 30 days because I, I guarantee like facing the habit and realizing you need to change that is a lot more eye-opening than just 
feeling this like restrictive ban. Like it's if you really want to change a habit, this will be a lifelong change. Like I will never go back to drinking takeout coffee every day, even when the ban is over, because I've changed that habit. Like it's over, it's done with, and and I like the coffee I make every morning now. So well, and that actually brings me to my next question, which is when this expires next summer and you are free to spend again as you wish. What's going to stay and what can't you wait to buy? (laughs) Honestly, I think everything will probably stay the same. I can't really. Wow. Yeah. I I mean, uh, like I try to think about that sometimes and I'm like, I just think that at most what I'll go back to or what I'll go to is, you know, if I want to buy something, I need, it needs to be because I'm like replacing something. So, you know, if, if a shirt rips and I really can't fix it, like it rips in a weird place or something or um, stuff like that. Like if I'm replacing it, then I have to get rid of something that I had before and I replace it with something new. That's okay. But surely there's something that you're like, oh, I I want to taste this again or I want to, you know, I want to be able to walk into a store and buy this. Anything like that? Come on. We're only human. I know. I know. I just like, I really don't, I really don't think about it. So what are you going to do with the money then? Now you're by next summer, maybe you'll have 40,000 saved. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the goal? What, why, why save? What, what do you want to do with this money? Yeah, I think, I mean, I didn't really have a goal when I started it. Now I would say that, well, well, two things happen. Well, one right off the top is that at the beginning of this, I never thought that, um, that this would end up being a result. But when I was, you know, my goal was to live off as little as possible and be saving the rest for that first year. And what I realized at the end of it was that I was, you know, able to live off much less than I ever used to and live a very happy and fulfilled life. Um, And so this summer, it sort of became a possibility for me to quit my job and go full-time freelance. And I, I felt very comfortable making that decision and doing it because I know I only need to make X amount a month to survive. Like anything more is amazing, but I don't need it to to live. And now I'm full-time freelance. I would say that I'm trying to just keep beefing up uh, retirement accounts because I guess my goal, I don't really have a a date on it. It, it, it'll, It'll be at least 10 more years of savings like this, if not more. But it would be nice to say retire like in my 40s sometime. Um, well, that's going to be another book. <laughs> Retiring in my 40s. I look forward to that. Well, Kate, I mean, kudos to you. This is f- phenomenal. And it's no wonder that your story has made so many headlines. And now I'm happy to say you're on this show sharing a little bit more about the behind the scenes of going on a spending freeze. So maybe we'll touch base again when you're, you know, at the end of next summer when you're yeah. done and see how yeah. you actually what has resulted from this in totality. In the meantime, though, before that, let's get to some so many questions, starting with what is your financial philosophy now, Kate? I mean, you've expressed so many wisdoms throughout this conversation so far, so many truth bombs about how to save and spend appropriately. But what is your overarching money mantra? The one thing I try to live by now is just to um, only buy the things that I know will somehow make my my day, week, month, life better to not spend money on things that I want impulsively or, or, you know, that are going to fulfill even just a, a temporary 
need. Like, it has to be something that's really going to bring me joy or, or fulfill a need in some way. It's tried and true advice. And I know that that's something that I live by. And the reason the advice has stuck around for as long as it has is because it's not something that is easy to assume or easy to adopt. Growing up, you know, you're in Canada. Growing up, what was a pivotal money experience for you? I would say that there's two. One is that I grew up seeing that my parents paid for everything with credit, but not understanding that they made enough to pay that bill every month in full. (laughs) And so when I was younger, all I saw was when you get credit cards, you just use them to buy everything. But I never, and my parents always talked to me about money, but I never, I think like, looked at their bank accounts and could see, oh, yes, like they can afford to do that because they pay it off every month. And so when I got credit cards, I just used them to buy everything and could not do that in the past. How much Uh, debt did you actually have? I know that you didn't start the cleanse because of the debt, but how much did you actually wipe out? Yeah, I had just over $28,000 Canadian. Wow. And what was that money going towards? The majority of it was a credit card debt at one point that I had consolidated into a loan and then re-racked up my credit cards. Really awesome stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So you've experienced the highs and the lows. You really have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, in 2011, I was maxed out. Like there was there was no more money and the banks weren't going to give me any more. And I was at this point where I only had $100 left on my credit card and $100 in my checking account. And I had to make that that pretend $200 last me for six weeks. So and that's uh, when you started blonde on a budget, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was that was such an awful period of my life. Like I remember how awful it felt. I and how awful I felt about myself. I used to like cry myself to sleep at night. And it's so it's so hard and, and weird at the same time to kind of look back and see that, that was just four years ago. Yeah. And you completely self-made your success. You know, you made a decision and you stuck with it and people caught people's attention. I feel like this time next year, we're going to have so much more to catch up on. And your life is just really just your star is rising. And it's because you are living the lesson. You know, you're living by example. And I think so many people are going to be able to learn from you. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to dwell on failure anymore at this point. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about failure enough. And I can sense that was probably the period of time when you were dealing with your debt. What was your so money moment? I know that you obviously got out of debt. You got rid of 75% of your belongings. You're on this um, spending fast. Describe a moment in your life for me where you felt like at your financial peak, where you just felt like you made a great decision. It paid off. You were an advocate for yourself. A so money moment. Yeah, I, I honestly feel like I'm sort of living it right now. Like I think that being able to quit my job with the amount of cash savings that I had so that I was I was very comfortable. I had I had work lined up, so I knew that, you know, for the next 6 months anyways, I'd be totally fine with work and being able to quit my job and just do that. It it was never a goal sort of like especially not when I started the blog. Like I never really thought I would go this route, but being able to be very confident in that decision and and the fact that I haven't had like any money freakouts. Like I've been full-time freelance for almost or just over 3 months now. And I haven't had any freakouts. Like I still check my bank account almost every day because that's what you do when you're a personal finance blogger. Yeah, but I, I do. But I, but I don't worry. Like I'm not worried right now. So good. Well, what's a, what's a habit that you practice in the middle of this 
spending cleanse that helps you stay on track. Have you had an impulsive moment or a cheating moment, by the way? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, you have. I, okay, okay. So you are not a robot. You actually I'm are not a robot. Okay. I promise you. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, it was actually, well, two. One was really wild and it sort of goes back to the habit thing. One was that I had a friend in town. We went out for dinner one night and after dinner he said, do you want to have coffee after? And I hadn't had takeout coffee in like four months because I knew I wasn't allowed it. But there was something really weird. Like I didn't even think twice. We like we searched for a coffee shop. We we went there. We paid and we finished the entire thing. And then he's like, so how's the shopping ban going? Oh, what, a, was, like, what a jerk. But but he didn't he didn't know. To be totally honest, he did not even think about that. Okay. Uh, and so he's like, how's the shopping ban going? I was like, oh, my God. I totally did not realize, like, I should not have just done this. How did this happen? One where I knew I was screwing up, like, I I let my brain do it was, I think it was around Black Friday sales, like, around that. I think it was, like, end of November last year. I happened to see that um, e-readers were on sale for, like, half price. And mine is super busted still to this day. It's, um, you, I can only turn it on by putting like a little pin in the reset button. Otherwise, like none of the buttons work. So that's the only thing that works to actually make it work. Turn on and read books. <laughs> um, so I saw they were half off and I told myself, I'm like, I'm not allowed to buy this, not allowed to buy this. I'm like, but then I convinced myself that I needed it and that, uh, you know, it would somehow improve my life in some way that if I had an e-reader that worked without this little problem. Um, and so I bought it, but then seconds later I was like, that's not okay. Like I've promised people I wouldn't buy anything. I don't want to buy anything. I don't need this. And so I canceled the order right away. And what's wild is still, it's been almost a year now. I think I've used my e-reader like four or five times. <laughs> so I didn't need it. Yeah. It's but amazing it was- what you buy. I have probably have a whole house full of things that I don't need. Mm-hmm. But I look forward to sharing my purging efforts with this crowd, with this audience as we are moving back into our home soon, our renovated home and I oh. I have this mission to just get rid of like half of our stuff because just like I'm going to do that budgeting audit, I'm going to do a physical property audit and uh, calling all neighbors, friends, <laughs> um, just anyone on Craigslist who wants to come pick up my free stuff, it's yours or you know what, I'll just give it to Salvation Army or something, but it's not staying in my house. That's no, for I sure. I love it. Oh, it's going to feel so good. Oh, my gosh. All right, Kate, we are almost wrapped here. You're so much fun. Let's do some so many fill in the blanks. This is when I start a sentence. You finish it. First thing that comes to mind. All right. If I won the lottery tomorrow, (laughs) first thing I would do is stop the cleanse, right? No. First thing I would do is? I would probably keep keep enough, keep like, I don't know, a few million dollars for me and family and give the rest away. Right on. One thing that makes my life easier or better is, one thing that I spend on that makes my life easier or better is? Massage therapy. Yeah? How often do you go? I was in a car accident two summers ago, and so I go... It's okay. It's okay. But I go once a month, and it helps immensely, so... Great. When I splurge, and I know you haven't in in a while, but when I splurge, I like to splurge on... Okay, I'm sure I'll go back to books when the ban is over. When I donate money, I like to give to blank because? Uh, my local SPCA, because I volunteered as a dog walker there for three years. So I know I know that the, where the money goes. Yes. Yeah. And last but not least, I'm Kate Flanders. I'm so money because? 
because I know you can't buy happiness at a store. Oh, well, that's true. And we know that money can sometimes buy happiness, although usually with experiences. And I can't wait to hear how this journey wraps up for you. And I'm looking forward to your book. I don't want to (laughs) jinx anything, but I know you're going to have so much more to share with the universe. Thank you so much for stopping by. Good luck with everything. I hope it turns out well for you. I'm inspired for sure. Oh, thank you so much. That's a wrap. If you'd like to learn more about Kate, her website, blondeonabudget.ca, because remember, she's in Canada. She's also on Twitter at blondeonabudget. All this info at somoneypodcast.com, along with the transcript, comments, and also when you're at somoneypodcast.com, please let me know what's on your money mind. Click on Ask Farnoosh, send your question, and every Friday I respond to my audience. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Hope your day is so money. 